calling all baby faces and heels alike. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, your place for all things comedy, combat, and wrestling. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Working Fans Podcast. Or you can email us at workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. If you're an audio listener, we encourage you to check out our YouTube. Wherever you listen, please make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Working Fans Podcast. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82 Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. All right, everybody. It's the Combat Cast with the man they call Dave, Carney Usada, and Chevy. We are all back. And guys, you know, let's talk a little bit about the fight card this weekend. I know we said we were going to talk about Till and Brunson, but actually it occurred to me, like, we should talk a little bit about Patty Pimblett, too. We talked about it last week, how we were looking forward to this guy. I mean, man, you can't ask for a better debut, I thought, right? Caught one on the chin, you know, a couple times. Showed he had a really good chin, and he showed he was an entertaining fighter who brings it. He came back and got the finish, I think, technically. He's obviously got some work to do. We hope he keeps developing. But, man, as far as, like, entertaining and that it factor, off to a great start. Chevy, kick it off. I'd like to see... I'm interested in Luigi's next few fights to see how he does against UFC competition after that because Patty's, like you said, his technique, not super crisp, technical, obviously... It's just a tough dude. He just he took a good shot. He looked dazed for like two seconds, and then his eyes were pretty clear, and he came back and had a killer instinct. Just, you know, he rocked Luigi and saw he got him hurt and finished him. The only way that could have went better for him, if it was in London like it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. and the crowd would have gone absolutely insane. But uh, obviously that's the, those aren't the times we're living in, so... Uh, Made the best of the option he was given. Yeah, I agree. And man, he's in a stacked division too. You know, lightweight. Absolutely. Right now. So, see how many killers are out there. Connie, what do you think? I would say the way it could have gone better for him is if he didn't get pieced up by some jobber for the first round. Some <laughs> jobber. <laughs> it was definitely him getting murdered for a little bit. I wouldn't put it on the level of like. Robbie Lawler beating the shit out of Ben Askren and then getting choked out on some miracle bulldog. But it was one of those fights where I did actually start to think that Patty was about to get finished. So I got to give him props on that comeback. It was definitely a really strong showing in the sense that he could take one on the chin and still finish a fight. As I said last week, 
when looking at some of his older fights, he doesn't seem to panic and he maintains his composure. And I think that's going to be very important when he takes on higher level talent. That's a great point. Do you think that his start maybe was UFC jitters, perhaps? Mm. That's possible. And wasn't that a fairly empty arena show? Yeah, but I feel like he came in with a lot of pressure on him, particularly for, you know, for a debut fighter. So yeah, it could have just talking, been that, but. Yeah, I was going to say the game he was talking wouldn't give you the impression that he was going to let that bother him. So. Right. Well, <laughs> Till talks a big game about not being worried either. And then yeah, he doesn't perform. He so, yeah. Yeah. On that note, you know, we started off really high. We wanted, I know me and you, Sarah, especially we talked about, we're hoping for Pimwood to pull this off. And then low, and we finished low, though. It was a great card, but not what we wanted in the main event, Brunson Till. It was, now I know it's come out recently that Till had a torn ACL going into this. Who knows that stuff, but uh, assuming that is all accurate, still, I think one thing we definitely noticed was it was quite a difference on the ground. And not to say that Till is complete trash on the ground, but he was just not on the level of Brunson on the ground. Like, he had no answers, really, for that, for the most part. And was complete trash on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I heard him and Kevin Holland might be taking a trip to uh, Cormier. That's <laughs> a good idea. He yeah, not a bad idea. I know Holland posted something on the bus. He said, get on the bus, Teal. We're going. <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, interesting. Now that I just said that, like, first, what do you guys think of the fight? And what do you think about Kevin Holland and Darren Till as a potential next fight? Go ahead, Chevy. Um, I guess that's a good fight. It's a step down from where Till should be at. I, I feel like there are two, I want to say rising stars, but Till's, his, his momentum's really halted. So I, I would I would not like to see those two fight particularly. I think it would be a good matchup, but as far as for their careers, probably not super good for either one. Mm. Um, as far as Brunson... I said this in the group chat, but for some reason, I just don't like Derek Brunson. I don't know <laughs> if it's his fighting style or whatever. I can't put my finger on it. Just not a fan. Mm. Um, with that being said, I respect his skills. Obviously, he's. I think he's definitely has underrated skills, and he's leaned into the skills he's better at recently. And I think that's accounted for his recent streak. I think maybe he fights one more. And then a title shot, it's hard because Adesanya and Whitaker, we're not sure when they're going to fight because of the COVID restrictions in their countries are very strict. So I would assume he fights one more time. He wins that fight and he gets a title shot. Maybe Kenya. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a good matchup. <laughs> Carney, never mind that. Kayfabe. Carney Lasada. So what do you think about... Um, Where's Scott? <laughs> That's somebody from my past. Don't worry about okay. that guy. <laughs> so what do you think about a potential matchup here? One Holland and Till, and what about, you know, maybe Cannonier and Brunson? I do think Cannonier and Brunson is the fight to make. And as for Holland and Till, I don't really hate it. Maybe there's a good chance that they stay standing and can just throw bombs. And, I mean, they're, they're good strikers, but hopefully it doesn't go to the ground too much because – after seeing what Till did and after seeing what Holland was able to do with Brunson on the ground, I don't see that being too exciting. I can't tell if Till Till probably just needs to take that step back. Maybe he needs to even go away and learn a new hold. But I think he's been fighting too many top-level guys for a bit that maybe Holland would be the perfect matchup for him. I just can't tell if, if Till is trash or if the 
Wesley Snipes demolition man Brunson is becoming a problem. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I th- Not that I he's think- trash. I just think I think Till's on a you know he's struggling right now, and I think Brunson is was the wrong fight for him. He's really stepped up his game. I think Till was a victim of a guy that that had way too much hype behind him and got pushed a little too far too fast. And now mm-hmm. he's got to take a step back and, and catch back up to where he's I, I agree with that. Definitely. Maybe uh, he looked so promising that pushed him ahead a little too quickly. Although I thought he looked good on the feet. I mean, his like one, two stunned Brunson a few times. Yes. He just needs to learn that like lockdown, takedown defense, that like Justin Gaethje ability to stop takedowns. And then he might be okay. You know, how long does it take him to learn that? Is he capable? Does he have to go to somewhere like AKA or American top team or some big place to learn those kinds of things? Or is he going to get it in Liverpool? I don't know. I'd like to know how he spent all that time in Brazil and didn't develop a ground game now off his back. <laughs> Chevy, what spent a lot of time in Brazil? What's that? What would you do if you spent a lot of time in Brazil? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be at avoiding knife fights and whatever. I, I don't know. Takedown game for when someone comes at you with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, just not this week coming, but next week we got Ryan. I'm sorry, Ryan Span. Yes, against Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith, man, he's a guy to me that's in that gatekeeper kind of status that we were talking about that we see Brunson in. But he's always there. He's always ready to fight. And Span, you know, he's explosive. What do you see this fight going as? I'll start with you this time, Carney. I think I think Smith, I think he's got the experience to get this done. But what do you see happening here? So, huh, let's see. Anthony, my teeth are falling out, Smith. Uh, <laughs> I respect the guy a lot also because he could have become champion on that disqualification a while back and was man enough to just own that he was losing a fight. For that I'll always respect him. I feel like he hasn't been the same since that fight, unfortunately. And he has entered what you would say was gatekeeper status. As for Span, I like him. He's impressive. He just hasn't done anything to really wow me. I think it's a pretty good matchup. I just, I mean, he's, he's definitely underwhelming for a guy with a nickname Superman. But <laughs> I'm not even really as excited for that as I believe. Is that going up against Bellator that night? We got... Romero versus Mr. Wonderful, uh, Paul Wonder. <laughs> yeah, Phil Davis. <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah. just weekend or if that's the same night, but I think I'm more excited for the Bellator card because I think they're also, well, UFC, I think, is also giving us Dakota Harry Bush, which is one of my favorite nicknames <laughs> for a fighter. <laughs> but overall, the card is uh, the card is pretty much Phil's ground game against Bronson. It's trash. Oh my goodness. Actually, that Romero-Phil Davis fight does sound pretty exciting. Phil's got a pretty good wrestling game to maybe neutralize Romero. I know Romero's an outstanding <laughs> wrestler, but I I don't know. I mean, Phil and Bader, it's kind of I'm not I think the difference would be the explosiveness of Romero, and that's gonna be the problem. But I mean, if I think if Phil can like it could be interesting. Let's just say that. I, I think I think we're all counting out Phil Davis over here, judging by the way you guys reacted. But I think I think Phil's got a shot. Although I will say this. I think I was the guy at one point that was before the Ryan Bader King Mo fight one time. I said, you know, King Mo can maybe <laughs> him up. And then it was like ten seconds later, fifty I'm like 
ah, fuck them. All right, I don't think Mo ever won a fight after that. So, when was the last time that you thought that King Mo would win a fight, choreographed or real? <laughs> it was before that Ryan Bader fight. That was when I was out. <laughs> so, all right, Chevy, you know, Asada brings up your point. What about Romero, Phil Davis? How do you see that going down? Uh, Romero, first round knockout. His Their wrestling nullifies each other. Nobody can take Romero down. So, good luck, Phil Davis, dealing with that. Yeah, I'll be watching the UFC. Ryan, Ryan Spans lost one fight out of his last 10, I believe. And Walker. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been fighting, you know, world beaters. Like Anthony Smith has, but are you saying Sam Alvey is not a world beater? Uh, yeah, I like Sam Alvey, but he's not world class. Then you are <laughs> Anthony Smith, fall on hard times. Big fan, real fighter. Yeah, you know that when he's picking up his teeth and handing them to the ref. <laughs> right, uh, that's a different animal. Glass <laughs> punching his teeth out, uh, literally. Obviously, like Carney said, respect him hugely for. Not pulling an Aljo and taking the title off a of DQ from John Jones, even though John Jones is a piece of shit. No drug user, John Jones. <laughs> no drug user, John Jones. Yeah, I, I wanna, I would like to see Alex win, but or Anthony, excuse me, but yeah. I, I think Ryan Spann's gonna get it done. Might be a decision just based on. Smith's got the experience. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, he knows how to manage rounds and not get knocked out, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Spain caught him with something. But I expect a five round decision. Yeah, that's a good uh, pretty good guess there. I'm gonna go with Chevy on that. Five round decision. Yeah. Smith's on a two fight win streak right now. He's got a couple stoppages. But again, he's got that experience. Now another fight upcoming the following week is a big pay per view. We'll probably talk about that more next week. But I thought I'd like to preview one of the fights coming up. Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler. You're asking over the September 11th fight, which will have commentary from your favorite president, Donald Trump, <laughs> on some carny-ass trailer card. You're talking about Holyfield and let's, Belfort. Let's go back to what you were saying. Wait, is Trump really doing commentary? He is really doing commentary. Yeah, that's really happening. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That makes me want to watch it just because that's going to be so ridiculous. Yeah, Cardi. You know what? You got me. But no trailer cards. I'm out on trailer cards. I got, we're going to talk about this a little I'll bit. Never Hold on. Hold on about Nick Diaz. He can wait. He's been, <laughs> He's been waiting this long. You keep waiting. <laughs> keep waiting, motherfucker. <laughs> Holyfield versus Belfort. Obviously, this is probably going to be some kind of exhibition rules where maybe nobody really wins. I don't know. I think they moved it from it's a, moved it to Florida. There are yeah, because no it was it was in oh. California and they wouldn't sanction the fight. So I think oh, okay. they moved it so it will be a, a a quote unquote proper fight. Who are we picking? I still I have a hard time going up against a boxer in Holyfield in this situation since they're boxing. Belfort is a great striker, but Holyfield he's a great shape. I mean, I don't know. Are the you man's sixty seven years old, Dave. He's sixty seven? I don't know. He he might as well be. I think he's late fifties, maybe mid late. Wait, 50s. Mike Tyson just did well with. Uh... Shh. No, no, that wasn't a real fight. That's no Vitor Belfort. <laughs> Is Vitor Belfort gonna be on TRT? Is he? Oh yeah. Oh, they're both gonna be juiced to the gills. Holyfield's gonna lose an eye. Well, I will tell you this: if this is both of them in their prime and just boxing, like Holyfield would get it done. 
Yeah, they're not so, in their prime. Neither one. No, they're not. So I'm just saying, like, who's more? All right. So we think Vitor is a good enough striker that he's going to be able to have no issue with this here. I hope he doesn't kill Holyfield in <laughs> in that ring. To be honest with you, you know, I, I have no reason. He does not murder him in the ring. My hope is that Holyfield. Takes I hope we're knocks him out. <laughs> that would be great, but uh, that's not happening. I hope we go back to that. Let me tell you something. You a little, so? uh, I know Bisping is very excited, and he hopes. Uh, I read somewhere that he really hopes Vitor gets battered around the ring or whatever. I'll t- I don't I'll see t- that happening, but I'll tell you guys a quick story. So my dad, when I was younger, was into boxing. Right, we grew up, there was no MMA or anything at the time. We're old, so we're in the boxing, and he was a uh, he's in the air of like Muhammad Ali. So I'm younger, and I'm literally probably start watching boxing as Ali's finishing up. Like I remember hearing about the Larry Holmes fight and then here comes Mike Tyson out of nowhere and he's got all the hype and he's knocking people out. My dad's not a huge fan of Tyson because he remembers these glory days of heavyweight divisions of like Ali, Frazier and Foreman. And I remember, you know, say it's like, ah, he's good. He's good. But I don't know if he's good as I say, right? Blah, blah, blah. So, and then Holyfield was coming up. And I remember I always liked Holyfield because I saw this guy come out of nowhere and I thought, ah. and so we watched Holyfield versus Tyson. It wasn't me, my dad and someone else, but I said, I think Holyfield's got a shot to do this. I was like the one guy, and Holyfield, he did it. So I got I got some kinship with this man, all right? <laughs> Here we are, 75 years old, Evander Holyfield. <laughs> Going to shock the world, I'm calling it. <laughs> this is the shock master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be, I don't know. I don't know, like, see what kind of, like, Boxing shit, yeah, because he hasn't fought at all in like God so long. Yeah, that's tough to say. I guess Vitor clearly has to be the favorite for this, just it, for the fact this by activity and being, you know, obviously he's no joke. So and then let's, TRT. Let's say Holyfield looks okay or whatever. Yeah. So does that fight with Tyson happen after that? Because I'm oh. interested in seeing that. Someone if he comes- doesn't, if he doesn't get like wiped out, I'd say yeah. Yeah. Carney, you were saying, I'm sorry. No, that, no, that's, I was just saying that someone's going to throw a bunch of money at him to make that fight happen. Absolutely. If it looks like absolute shit, then yeah, people are going to want to see that Tyson Holyfield fight, and they'll probably just do it as an exhibition, but people will give them money anyway. Speaking of bullshit boxing, I heard that Shannon Briggs and, <laughs> and Rampage were oh, going God. to have a boxing match and then fight in the, and then fight a, an MMA fight. Interesting. Which I'm Rampage sure was... Shannon Briggs did a kickboxing match or something because I remember hearing him. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was on Rogan or something. He was talking about taking a leg kick, and he was about to like tap, and instead he knocked the guy out. So Ram- maybe he would agree to something like that. Obviously, he definitely wins that that boxing match because they're both fifty years old. Yeah, Rampage would be the one guy to let us down and then he get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't want any part of that. I hope that doesn't happen. But they've been <laughs> at each other on social media for a little while. So, yeah, you know uh, what I'm wondering, actually, though? Do you think if Belfort wins, you know, decisively, too, and knocks him out, do we get a Belfort-Anderson-Silva boxing match? No. I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that, too. I'm definitely down for watching that. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> I love this Carney bullshit, I got to say. <laughs> No if he's not fighting Jake Paul next, you know, if, if Anderson <laughs> Silva's not fighting Jake or Logan Paul or some shit like that. They haven't got me to look like part of my money yet, but I feel like there's a, there's a, there's the right element of carny bullshit that I might part money money with at some point. The, just have the, one fight, the one fight I might consider giving someone money for would be 
watching Anderson Silva punch Tito Ortiz in the face. <laughs> right, that's another one that might happen. Right. Isn't Tito supposed to be boxing someone? Too? Supposed to be boxing Silva. That's the talk right now. So, oh, oh, yeah. Silva oh, yeah. Fuck him up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> was, as it is. Tito wasn't a good striker when he was in his prime. Right. And, and Anderson just be. Uh, was it Roy Jones? No, Julio Cesar Chavez oh, Jr. Chavez Jr. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. So, Jones fought, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Tito so, needs that money after resigning from his mayor job or whatever. <laughs> Unmask our kids. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Tito. Back to Nick Diaz. Nick this Diaz, Robbie MMA Lawler. Show. Yes, Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler. You know, I, I, it's a fun fight because we don't know. Who exactly, and I hate to say it like derogatory, but who's more past their prime a little bit here? Because I think both guys are going to throw down. I don't think either one of these guys are ever going to be back in like that welterweight title pitcher. But, man, Nick Diaz at welterweight, it's exciting. I, You know, I mean, I like Robbie, but I'm very interested. There's definitely better, more interesting matchups if Nick wins. And I think that'll be where the money's at if Nick wins. If you're UFC, you want Nick Diaz to win. And... Actually, it's kind of funny I say this, but if Nick gets a win, man, given the fact that Usman's kind of wiped through the welterweight division, I could see Nick Diaz sliding into a title picture win. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, and he's got great striking, great cardio. I would think Usman would just rely on his wrestling a little more in that situation. But he's got jiu-jitsu. I think the big thing would – people beat Nick usually because they usually would always outpoint him. They would always use leg kicks, and they would stay in the way. I'm guessing Usman's smart enough. He always seems very smart to do whatever he needs to. But he's an interesting style, but let's see what Nick still has in the tank. What do you guys think about the matchup and potential matchups for Nick if he wins? I do think that it's an exciting fight just because we know that there's history. These guys have fought before. Obviously, they were much better fighters at the time. But then again, we haven't seen Nick Diaz in so long. Maybe all that rest has done some good for him, but time catches up to everyone. The Diaz brothers are just freaks. They're the kinds of guys that could probably smoke a pound of weed, then get right up off the couch, run a marathon, then fight somebody. That's, you know, beyond anything that I would ever be able to do because I can't smoke weed or get up off the couch or run, and I'm not going to fight people. So, I mean, especially I'm not going to make excuses. I got bad lungs from that time. I saved all those old folks from that church fire in Norway. That's beautiful. Yeah, those Diaz brothers are just... You, you can't really ever count them out because they could go all day. They could get punched in the head and just keep moving forward. And they got the gas tanks to go five rounds and probably another five rounds after that. I love Robbie Lawler. You know, it, it sucks that you, you see some of your favorite fighters get old and there's shells of what they used to be. Guys like him have had absolute wars at one point. He was probably the man in that division for a long time. That If you wanted to introduce people to that division, you'd show them a bunch of Robbie Lawler fights. So, you know, nothing but respect for the guy. I could see this one going the distance, or I could see someone getting caught with something. But either way, I'm actually really excited for it. That's what I'm going to leave it at. As long as it's a fun fight, I don't care who wins. So, I love both guys. <laughs> Obviously, uh, we've talked about it many times at this point, but that Robbie Lawler versus Rory is my favorite fight of all time. As it should be. So, yeah, so I love, I love Robbie for that, but Nick... Nick versus Anderson was the first pay-per-view that I watched that like really hooked me onto mm. UFC when he was laying down and you know turning 
turn his back to Anderson and all that. So <laughs> I have love for both guys. I think the time off, just because the Diaz brothers, like Carney said, are they're just savages. They're, right. they're you know, two of a kind. They're, there's nobody else like them. I think that the time off, if anything, will be good for him. Robbie has looked a bit weathered, but he's also taken some time off. I'm expecting a good fight, honestly. I think Nate probably, or I'm um, excuse me, Nick outpoints him. Maybe gets a late finish, just overwhelms him with volume, as the Diaz brothers do. But buildup's going to be fun, and the fight you can you can be sure that it's going to be an exciting fight, no matter what happens. I'm wondering, is this a five round fight? I know. Oh. It's just going to be because I know there was talk. I know well, Nate got himself a five. Yeah, they fight. got Nate. They gave Nate one. Yeah, like guys, five round shit. Yeah, I don't see. Is uh, it the co-main on that card? It's not. Okay, here we go. Nah, what do we battle between be. Nick Diaz? When it's expected to take place at the event. A main, a non-main event, Nanta has been scheduled for five rounds. Oh, okay. So, cool. yeah, it looks like that we Diaz brother power. You know, <laughs> you're no longer going to be the championship rounds. Will be the Diaz rounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The difference between Nick and Nate, though, is that Nick at least have has some wins in five round fights. <coughs> I think. Point. I think Nick is a better natural welterweight too. Yeah. Yeah, I think Nate's a little outsized at times. I mean, Nick we've seen fight at middleweight before, so I think welterweight is good for him. And again, that's why I think it's interesting if we see the Nick Nick Diaz of old, maybe with a few new tricks up his sleeve, and maybe in good shape, maybe he could make a run here of some kind. If I'm the UFC. I hope so. You know, he's he's a cash cow for them. And I don't go ahead. I was just saying, I, and I think it's fun right now. You know, with the Connor train going off the fucking rails, it's good to bring in another star like a Nick Diaz to like bring in that money and get people excited. Speaking of money, I don't think if he wins, he doesn't fight Usman next mm-hmm. unless Usman lobbies really hard for that fight because the reasons you said, I think Usman will find a way to win that fight against Nick. The UFC mm. probably knows that. I think you get a Masvidal. They milk him for all sure. the money they can get out of him. Because you can build that fight for the BMF title again or whatever. The revenge for his little brother sort of thing. Yep. That's a great um, idea. That's a big money fight. And that's what the Diaz brothers want. Good, Carney. No, I said I'm going to have to get a different Masvidal versus Diaz shirt now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, another good fun matchup, too, if they weren't able to pull that off for a reason, would be just have Nick Diaz versus Wonderboy in the meantime, too. Mm-hmm. Another fun fight. That was a good fight, yeah. 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 So I think, uh, and he's got some name values. I think either one of those, man, there's so much good fun fights at Welterweight potentially, too. If, like, you know, imagine if this is a competitive fight, let's just say. Let's say Nick gets the win but it's a super great fight in the night fight and robbie's gonna hang around imagine a card where you know you have robbie lawler versus wonder boy and nick diaz versus masvidal on it too like it could be some really fun fights in this division at the end of the day though i guess is anybody gonna be uh, man enough to take that title off of usman who was already such ahead of everybody because of his wrestling and now his striking is looking phenomenal i don't see that happening I don't either. I'll finish up something we didn't talk about because since we're talking about Usman, I'll throw one last thing at you guys. Usman at middleweight. What do you think if he clears out his division? Is he a guy that could be a two-weight class champion? Hmm. I could see him as a threat in that division. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to really think about that. But, I mean, he'd, he'd be scary if he went up or down. But, yeah, I mean, there's killers in that division, too. It's just 
I'd have to take the time, and we probably have to take the time where we think about, like, let's say top five guys, fantasy book in our heads against Usman. He'd be a threat against anybody, but I'm sure someone could possibly stop him. I feel like stylistically, he matches up well with Stylebender in terms of, of, you know, yeah, take him to the ground. Not that Stylebender's bad on the ground, but I think think those guys train together a little bit, too, and are definitely close, so I don't know what would happen, but you never know. I'm thinking, like, Whitaker. Is he strong enough to take down Whitaker? He's definitely not good enough on the feet to beat Whitaker. With no. Whitaker's style, he'd be in and out. Uh, so I don't know. It, it'd be tough. I, th- I think he'd, it'd be much more of a challenge, and he would have to hope his strength translate to middleweight to be able to secure those takedowns because there's guys up there that their striking is higher level than Usman's. At this point. Go ahead. I was going to say that's why I'm excited for the rematch between Adesanya and Whitaker is because as far Same. as it wasn't like it was a, a lucky win for Adesanya. He definitely, you know, beat the shit out of Whitaker, but Whitaker may not have been 100% in that fight. A lot of fighters aren't, but I think that when it comes to striking, his boxing, he's just his power. He's he. I think he is far ahead of a lot of people in that division. So, yeah, you put him against Usman. I totally agree with you guys, but I think that – he would definitely be a threat to him. He's so explosive, like his striking especially, but he has great hips too for takedown defenses. I, I just think he catches, he would catch Usman with something, and I think it's still an even fight between him and Adesanya in the next one. Yeah. Well, Romero. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, when people, I mean, like, when you're talking about the best middleweights of all time, I don't know if Robert Riddicker gets the love he deserves because I think a lot of people are writing him off and thought, you know, Jared Kennedy was going to be the guy to, like, knock him off the division. But when you look at Whitaker's resume, it really almost looks like, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Adesanya, who was great, but it almost partly looks too like Whitaker had a bad night that night, too. When you look at the rest of his fights and how he's done, it's almost like, not saying Adesanya would have beat him again, but it's kind of like, Hmm, I feel like we're going to get a different matchup this time. It's like Aldo and McGregor. I mean, Aldo yeah. was a dominant champion for many years. He had one bad night, got caught. You do that fight nine times, <laughs> nine times out of ten, that is a, uh, that's probably not going to happen ever again like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good match to this, to this similar fight. I think that it's a mentality thing. I think maybe Adesanya got in his head ahead of the right. fight the same way that Connor got in all those heads. Will that happen again? I don't think so. Personally. I don't think so either. No, I think Whitaker's mentally strong, and I think he had one bad night. I'll put my money on Asanya based on what we've seen, but I'm not going to be terribly surprised if Whitaker can pull it off or disappointed. I love Robert Whitaker. I like Stylebender. I think he's a star, but I also think Whitaker is one of the truly great guys in the sport, <clears throat> much like a Frankie Edgar, and I always have a hard time rooting against him. So I'm looking forward to that. Anything else anybody want to talk about before we get out? Go ahead, I did want to say that I think that's one of the reasons why Whitaker doesn't get the respect that he deserves is because mm. he's a very nice guy. He's kind of soft-spoken. He's very humble. And that's not something that a lot of fight fans really gravitate toward these days. They want these, you know, pro wrestling personalities, people that talk a lot of trash, that have these comebacks and stuff like that. He's a smart dude. He's well-spoken, but he's just very humble and quiet. And I think that's why people don't look at him like they would someone like Adesanya, who's flashier, who's, you know, he has jokes. He's mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a character. Yeah, he wasn't demanding an immediate rematch after his loss either. He didn't call it a fluke or anything like that. He's been nothing but humble in defeat as he was in his victories. And that 
like Carney said, it flies under the radar, and it shouldn't. He's a great guy and an even better fighter. Fun fight. You ever go back and watch it? Brunson and Whitaker had a fight when Whitaker was on the way up, and Brunson both were on the way up. At that yeah, point. both were. And Brunson abandoned all technique in this fight, and they just beat the shit out of each other. And Brunson rocked him a few times, and then Whitaker finally finished him off. But it's a great fight if no one's ever seen it. Brunson versus Whitaker, and it makes me wonder. With both these guys, you know, if Whitaker does win that title and Brunson on his way up, another you know, potential maybe rematch there. Derek Brunson putting himself. You know, if we go full circle, we've started this talking about Brunson. Maybe if we go full circle and Brunson ends up back in the title picture. It's like, yeah, if, if he's fighting the Wesley Snipes demolition man, Brunson, he's going to have to actually kick his head off. Like, <laughs> I'll give Brunson credit. Brunson actually did post in the comments or something. He goes, he said something about blonde-haired Brunson is undefeated. <laughs> so, so you're not wrong. Good for him. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for go ahead. Anyone else? Oh, yeah. I got a question. Sure. How does everyone feel about that Khalil Roundtree uh, kick to the knee? Oh, I want to know your guys' thoughts. Carney? It's nasty. I hate looking at it. I probably hate to take it. I'm not the person to say whether or not that should be legal. I think it's fucking gross. I've never been a mm-hmm. fan of it, yeah. but that's not my decision to change it. Yeah, I just never want to see it again just because I never want to see it and think about it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. <clears throat> I'm not a fan of watching it. It's effective. He didn't do anything wrong. Hey, it's uh, it's in his skill set. But, you know, I definitely... It, you know what would be funny, though? Would we bring this up, though? I wonder how it would affect a guy like John Jones for many years who had that in his skill set, right. too. You know? Or just a lot of that Greg Jackson camp in general who like to use that, too. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the argument's always like, you know, we're trying to take a knee out. You know, we shouldn't do it. But then it's like... You know, you're in a sport where you're trying to inflict <laughs> as much damage to people's heads and stuff, too. I don't have a problem with it if they did rule it out because I think it's easier to seriously injure. I, you know, this doesn't get brought up, I don't think. It, yeah, it takes a lot of shots to the head or different things to cause. That's accumulative damage. But one good shot to that fucking knee with the right kick in one fight, there's a much higher chance of it's ending your career. It's not yes. even your career. It's, it's life-altering. Right. Right. I'm just expecting that one of these weeks after one of those fights where John Jones or someone wins with that, I'm going to be woken up at 1.30 in the morning by a text from Dave that says, it was a legal kick. It's a goddamn legal kick. <laughs> Acknowledge him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. On that note, this is the Combat Cast. Chevy, Yasada, Dave, we're out. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Pod. Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 